0: Log Talk Radio.
1: It's time for the Hadit.com Radio Show. com Radio is an in depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to
0: Hadit.com.
1: Now, here's your host, Gerald Kuzra.
0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, on this 20th day of, uh, my God, ain't this all September. Uh uh twentieth day of September two thousand and sixteen. We're here with my co host Jay Basser. And uh today our guest speaker is Glenn Johnson. Uh by golly he works for Champ BA insurance. Anything you need to know about Champ BA insurance? He's the go to guy. How you doing today, Glenn?
1: I'm good, Gerald. Uh, thanks for having me on the show again. And, well, uh,
0: it's an honor. I'll tell you the truth, it's an honor.
1: Oh well, um, thanks. I uh, I like coming on, talking to the vets, giving them the the scoop on everything. So well, uh, that's good. Yeah, we got. Uh, uh, I got. A, I got a couple of things to talk about today. Um, The first thing is uh, We've had a a whole bunch of Reorganization going on And and we have some more to go Um, Our office uh, That once upon a time Was the Health Administration Center And then it became the Chief Business Office For Purchase Care In two weeks on October 1st Will now become the VHA Office of Community Care That shouldn't affect the folks with, With CHAMP VA That's just sort of a uh an admin thing um it's uh, it's promises to be a good fit for the VA and it's it's all part of trying to get uh a, a lot of these different uh programs out there corral and uh, so we we think it's going to be a good thing but one of the one of the uh um, programs that that uh, we picked up so we become uh, community care is what's called the Retail uh, Immunization uh, Program. Uh, and, and basically what that is, it's the program where uh, Walgreens and the VA have teamed up and VA will give veterans uh, who are registered as uh, patients with the VA, will give them uh, no-cost uh, flu vaccinations and any of their retail outlets anywhere in the country. There's over 8,000 of them.
0: You know, so, that's really a good deal, Glenn. Uh, now, this is any veteran that's, well, you have be registered with the VA as going right. to one of their medical facilities.
1: Right. Uh, so if you're a veteran and, and you have uh, a VIC card, uh, meaning you signed up and you're uh, 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 at least with uh, signed up for uh, uh, to be a patient with the VA either a medical center or a clinic. Um, if you're in that in that network, uh, all you have to do is you take your Vic card and another uh, state or federal ID. that's a photo ID, so we we know who you are and uh take it to any Walgreens and they'll give you a uh a flu vaccination no cost to uh to the veteran and within 24 hours that information is transferred to your uh, electronic patient record at the VA medical center so that uh your uh, flu shot is recorded as part of your uh um, medical file
0: that's really a good
1: deal yeah that is uh, with that, this program has been growing. It started uh, 2013 as a pilot, and it worked out well then. And in, in the last couple of years, it's it's really gained some momentum. They gave over 65,000 shots last year, I believe. Um, and so this year, we're hoping for more. Um, this this particular contract is interesting in that it's it's not a sole source contract, meaning other retail providers could bid on it if they want. We were really hoping that we would get more um, retail providers out there uh, to participate in the program. Um, We came close this year. Uh, Apparently, CVS had uh, shown some interest in it, and we we really thought they would participate, but they uh, didn't secure the correct vaccine in time. So they were excluded this year, but we're hoping that they put their hat in the ring next year and maybe some of the other ones as well, maybe Rite Aid or that sort of uh, uh, partnership. Uh, this particular contract is interesting in that where they're, you know, usually when uh, the government puts a contract out there for bid, one person wins it. Uh, this contract is, was actually written so that, uh, multiple people could participate if they'd met the, the criteria. Unfortunately, they didn't this year. So next year, maybe we'll be talking about Walgreens, CVS, and Rite Aid doing it. I, I think that would be a great thing and give as many people uh, uh, a chance to get their no-cost uh, vaccination as, as, as possible. It'll well, in the,
0: in the long run, won't this uh, actually... Uh, save uh, costs to the VA, I believe, uh, in the long run, especially if you get multiple bidders. Uh, oh yeah, com- well competing for well, the
1: the VA works really close with the CDC and and a lot of other healthcare um, entities. Um, everybody pretty much recognizes these days, anyways, that uh, a flu shot is the way to go. Uh, now, uh, having said that, and I'm sure somebody out there will go, well, what about last year when you didn't get the right vaccine? Well, okay, it, it isn't a perfect method. Um, but most – you'd be hard-pressed to find a health care provider out there that didn't see the value in getting a flu shot. Um, and, and in particular for veterans, this is really important uh, for two reasons. One um, – this is a great way for rural veterans to get a no cost vaccination. Many of our veterans, uh, live, uh, out in the boonies like I do. Uh, and there isn't a clinic or a VA medical center that's, that's really close by, but most towns have a Walgreens. I mean, there's over 8,000 retail outlets, uh, for, for Walgreens. And in many cases, um, uh, that is there that's closer to them than any va medical facility uh, last year 29 percent of the va patients who received the flu shot at walgreens were classified as rural or highly rural by uh, uh by the va uh, zip code map and so this was an opportunity for a lot of people to get that that no-cost vaccination um, without having to trudge all the way into a major town where they might have a clinic or a medical center. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. The other thing, you know, there's a lot of vets. You know, if you're over fifty and you're not getting a flu shot, then you are not doing yourself any favors. You know, there's uh, uh, the people that are most susceptible uh, to influenza are people um, in above the age of fifty. Uh influenza, uh, as you know, it's it'll knock you knock you for a loop. It comes with chills and fever and aches and uh dizziness and nausea and, and all of those things. And that's that's enough for a younger person to take, but when you get middle aged and older and please don't be offended by that term middle aged because 'cause I'm right there in my fifties with with you folks. Um uh, that can lead to a lot more. It can lead to pneumonia. It can lead to a lot of other issues simply because it's, uh, it takes a little bit more control over your body when you are when, when you become uh, well-aged. And uh, uh, you're really uh, – you veterans out there who kind of poo-poo it, um, I don't need it, and it doesn't always work, and okay, well, here's the deal. It's, it's not a live vaccination, meaning it's not a live entity, so it's not it shouldn't make you sick. Um, if it does, then it's probably in your head, but you may find some discomfort, but in reality, it shouldn't be affecting your body that way. We get a lot of people here at work, where I work, because I'm in charge of the flu vaccination program here at work, who I'm not going to take it because every time I get a shot, it makes me sick. Well probably something in the placebo world you you think you're going to get sick and so you make yourself feel sick with the shot but they're not live they're not live viruses they're injecting in you so there shouldn't be any problem at all and it, it's, it's not going to hurt you to get it and it's only going to help you know, if it prevents you from getting influenza even even one time um, then you're ahead of the game. This is a no-cost sh- uh, shot. It's not uh, uh, going to cost veterans who can uh, produce their VIP card and their uh, uh, other form of ID. It's not going to cost them any money. And, and it may end up saving your life. You never know. Well, absolutely. You know,
0: I got a Walgreens about six blocks from now so I can ride in my wheelchair right on over there and get poked. Sure you could. Yeah.
1: Yep. All you got to do, like I said, is show your uh, VIC card, your Veterans Identification card, and uh, show another uh, government photo ID, and, and they'll do it right there, and they will upgrade, update your VA medical uh, record, and uh, you get your shot, be nice and healthy, and go on your way. It's it's a really great program, and like I said, we're, we're hoping that next year, um, as this gains a little bit more traction every year, then we get some more uh, network um, retail providers that will help us out with this. And, and, you know, we could make it. If we got those guys on board, we could make it so just about every pharmacy in the country can give you a free shot if you want.
0: And, well, and we're really
1: being, we're looking forward to it. I um, Oh, I know. And, you know, it's uh, we use the term no cost. As opposed to free, uh, because it might be free to the veteran, but it costs money because the VA is paying for for that vaccine. So it's um, you know that's why there was a contract and contractors bid on it. Um, so there is a cost associated. It just isn't a cost associated out of pocket for veterans.
0: Now, you know one thing. I guess this probably shouldn't enter in, but. They're not going to run this deal where they give some a percentage of veterans, placebos, and a percentage of them the real deal.
1: No, this isn't. This isn't a study of any kind. This okay. is. This is a straight up health care initiative. It's there for uh, it, it's the VA's attempt to uh, create a, an environment where a veteran can get. Uh, a no-cost flu shot in as many places as they possibly could, and right now that's you can still get your free uh, vaccine down at any clinic, VA medic, uh, VA clinic, or VA medical center. We're still offering those. This isn't an either-or. Um, yeah. This gives this gives a, a chance, especially to rural veterans uh, or veterans who who can't travel very far, even if there's a medical center in their town. Um, you know, perhaps they're not overly ambulant, um, they don't want to go all the way to a medical center, but they live across town and there's a Walgreens nearby. They can always go just like you said, you could take your wheelchair six blocks over and do it instead of having to go all the way to where your nearest VA medical uh, facility is. This is is really a great, uh, uh, really great initiative. Uh, The the VA started a few years ago, and uh, we're we're just hoping every year it gets bigger and bigger until uh, everybody can get a shot, either straight from the VA or go to one of our partners and do it.
0: I think it's a wonderful program. Yeah. I'd I'd like to see more things like this uh, come along uh, for the veterans, kind of make it a little bit easier on them.
1: Yep. I, I think you know part of the part of the uh, issues that uh, have been in the news lately, and and I'm not going to go too far astray on this because uh, somebody will take my opinion as gospel, and it's just my opinion. But um, creating a, a a way for uh, uh, really good access for veterans um, uh, to get their health is is really critical uh, to the VA right now. Um, that, that is really one of the uh, uh, issues that is that has uh, really brought some negative, negative publicity to the VA. Um, but you know things like like the retail uh, immunization program, um, choice, even though it's it's had a little bit of a rough start, it's starting to pick up traction in some places and, and get it squared away. Um, I think those those types of programs are, are really uh, what the VA and Congress are taking a hard look at in terms of satisfying the accessibility needs of veterans and their and sometimes their dependents as well, like the CHAMP VA. And, uh, uh, you know, the, the more opportunity you have to go someplace and be serviced, the better off your health care uh, results are going to be. Um and and that's that's you know you you've all seen uh, the candidates on on TV talking about it and it's certainly been in the press a lot. Uh, that is really a, a hot topic, not just for the VA but for the country in general. And I think they're going to see some substantive changes um, coming out reasonably. Soon, or at least in the near future, that they're going to start addressing um, exactly that. Uh, We learned a lot from the CHOICE program and and, uh, how it worked. It was set up very, very quickly, Um, and so there was a little bit of a rough start to it. But we're starting to see uh, the things that worked the best, the things that didn't work so well, and we're applying those. Uh, We've always been a reasonably good organization at learning our lessons and applying them. Um, and so I, I think in the near future, in the next uh, year or two, certainly with a new uh, president coming in uh, from one side or the other, this is a hot topic for both of those candidates. And so you're going to see a lot of attention paid to veterans and their health care in the next few years. And I think we are really going to make some uh, 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 great strides here in the Tackling some of the major issues, accessibility being one of them,
0: oh yes, uh and and you know that's gonna be for the better uh, of course, depending on which candidate, but um you know let's hope that whoever does get into office really uh. Takes a look at the VA uh, and and uh, uh, supports it uh, better than what it's been supported in the past. Uh, I think it's it's allowed to fall backwards somewheres uh, and some ways. Uh, like you say, some things are moving forward, but uh, we're losing ground in other ways.
1: Well, I, th- I think you'll, you'll find that in in a lot of industries, frankly. Um, but here's here's the here's the opportunity that veterans have. Veterans um, are amazingly well regarded in our country for their service. Uh, well, we appreciate them. I know certainly um, some of the veterans. For a lot of the veterans that came back from the Vietnam conflict were uh, uh, not treated well, and uh, uh, we we really dropped the ball as a nation during that time period in taking care of uh, of, of those young men and women who came back and had issues. Um, you, veterans, because of because of the the last two conflicts, um, in Iraq and Afghanistan uh Gulf War and, and certainly because there's a, a great number of uh Vietnam era uh veterans still out there and, and, and being active and politically active, they have an enormous amount of power. Uh the veterans issues are at the front of just about every news outlet. Um they're on it's on the tip of every on the tongue of every congressman and senator out there the outgoing president and the two people who are vying to be president constantly talk about veterans. I, I can't think of a time, at least in my lifetime, where they, where the veteran community has been such or has had such an enormous amount of political will and power. Um, and, and now is the time uh, to start using some of that power. Um It doesn't really matter what side you're for. Um, You need to get out and vote if you're a a veteran, and you need to get active in politics if you're passionate about um, uh, getting the VA uh, in, in, in a better state and to have better service to our veterans and to get better care and accessibility to our veterans, now that is the time. Now is the time to vote. Now is the time to say something. Now is the time to become active and um, get the ear of your elected officials and, and, and make them, um, A, fulfill some of the promises they might have forgotten during the last election period and to uh, uh, really focus their political will and might um to get some of these these critical issues uh, addressed um and so a few veterans out there you know people who think well you're just a little guy and you don't have anything that nobody's going to listen to what you had to say or what you say might be too small to be heard i think uh, although that may have been true in the past at different stages right now right here right now you guys as, as a group have never had more political clout than I don't think ever. It so. uh,
0: it I think you're right about that, Glenn. Uh, and I've noticed more and more veterans on a lot of these uh, news uh, stations, uh, the media are paying more attention to a lot of veterans because, you know, we have uh, veterans that's come back from, the Middle East there, uh, in, in, really bad shape, uh, you know, arms and legs and everything gone, and, and, uh, it, it's really a mess, and, and right now, if all the veterans would join together and support their candidates, uh, like you say, go vote, uh, Everybody has to go vote. Yeah. And and let your opinion be known. Uh, you know, you're a veteran and here's what I'm I think about things and 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 uh, help us here.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think you're absolutely correct and I encourage everybody to get involved. Um And whichever side you happen to be on, remember we live in a democracy. Democracy and uh, democracy revolves around uh, participating in the process. And if you don't participate in the process, then it's really hard to sit there and criticize the outcomes of of things you didn't bother to participate in. That's right. Yeah. and, And there's an awful lot of issues going on with veterans right now, not just with uh federal issues like v a um, but also state issues um there's there's a big push in many states these days to get better benefit, state level benefits for veterans and it just saddens me when I hear people complain about this doesn't happen in their state or how come we don't get that benefit here in Colorado but they have it in Texas or Tennessee or Wisconsin and you find out people just don't bother to go out and vote or discuss it, wow, then then you don't really have a leg to stand on and complain about it.
0: You know, I like uh, the way Missouri's got it set up. They send out an email, of course you have to prescribe to them, uh, the legislation here in Missouri, and uh, telling about the bills that's been introduced and gives a brief description of them, and you can call like your representative and uh, say, you know, I, this is a good bill. I'd like like you to support it and uh, even uh, send them an email uh, back. Uh, and And I think that's a, a pretty good deal because a lot of people don't know what's going
1: well, here in Colorado we have um and I will give it a plug even though i'm I'm sort of on the federal um, bandwagon today um, but we have an organization in within the state of Colorado It's called the United Veterans Committee of Colorado. It's a chartered organization uh but the membership for that organization is the leadership of all fifty one veteran service. Uh, organizations within the state and they meet monthly and they have a legislative committee and they go and they promote different legislation and they go and talk to Congress and they hold meetings and they invite the governor and, and all the elected officials both the national level Congress and senatorial people but also the state level um, uh, congressmen and senators and they they wield an enormous amount of political power within Colorado and because they're very well organized, they engage a lot of veterans. We have about half a million veterans in the state of Colorado. Um, and they, they represent a lot of them. And that particular formula, I know, is being copied uh, in a lot of different states now. I go to the meeting uh, as part of my duty with the VA. I go every second Tuesday of every, of every month. And I get to see who's there and who, who talks about what. Um they are very well organized and I we've had a number of delegations from different states come and watch how they do their, their job and have replicated that. Uh you might want to look into it uh, into whether your state has something like that. I don't it might be called the United Veterans Committee or maybe uh Veterans of Missouri or it may be um called something else, but I would look into that. And the more traction that those organizations get, you know, the more uh, uh, the more benefits the veterans in that state uh, uh, are entitled to, and they, they do a really great job. You know, they've done things like uh, um, uh, they've gotten uh, tax uh, tax breaks for disabled veterans and widows of veterans, uh, property tax breaks. They got. Um, uh, funding for uh, the uh, state-level Veterans Affairs through special license plates. Um, uh, they have uh, health care funding uh, from tobacco, from suing the tobacco companies as a group and getting that money. They're, they're really they're really quite savvy and well-organized. And really, at that grassroots level, um, that really can make a difference in your community. You know, the VA, uh, we... we, we uh, take care of veterans all over the country, but we're really at a pretty high level. Uh, we're at a twenty-thousand-foot view. Uh, when you get to the uh, uh, state and local level, there's a lot going on. People focus on the VA and they sort of forget that hey, I live in Colorado, or I live in this county in Colorado, or and what's happening here, you know. And and when you start looking around, it. it at the grassroots level, I think you'll find that there are a lot of opportunities and benefits for veterans that each state um, provides, <clears throat> and, and a lot of them go unnoticed because a lot of people are focused on the federal level. Okay, what what's there with DOD for me? What's there with the VA for me? And they forget that, that whatever state or community or, or county they live in all have veteran services and they may be overlooked. And so um, if you can find out in your state, you folks out there, if you have a uh – a United Veterans Committee or something similar, you might want to look into participating in that. Or if you have it and you find out that the leadership of your veteran service organization is not participating, you might want to uh, address that with them and say, hey, look, you know, there's some opportunities here for us to really make some gains within our communities here at the local level. This is something you might want to invest your time in. I think it'd be, you'll find it's, it's really worth your while.
0: Oh, absolutely. I agree. And uh, every state has a little bit different benefits from one state to another. And so, uh, you know, it's a a must uh, for veterans to contact uh, their state uh, uh, VA,
1: Oh sure, and
0: and uh, see what benefits uh, actually are there for you, and, yeah,
1: well, and
0: uh, if you can get these groups to join together, they can uh, swing a pretty big hammer. You
1: know, here's, here's the deal. If you look at if you look at states like Wisconsin, or Texas, both of those are just wow, over the top veteran friendly. They have all sorts of educational benefits, all sorts of health benefits, all sorts of property and tax benefits, small business benefits. Um, There's, uh, I know in Texas, if you're a member of the Guard or Reserve, your children can go to the state um, universities and colleges either for free or at a very, very discounted rate. Same with uh, Wisconsin. Well, there's a reason those states have that. The, The elected officials didn't dream all that stuff up on their own, Veterans got involved, and they talked to their elected officials, and had them present that legislation to their their, their uh, state-level Congress, and have those things approved. That's how it works. If if you're a veteran and you're sitting in a state where you don't have very good uh, uh, benefits, and you're lamenting that fact, but you're not doing anything about it, then you really you're just contributing to your own misery. You, you need to get out and get. Politically motivated. You need to go out and talk to the people you elected to take care of you. And uh, that's that's the bottom line. Those states have great benefits because the people and the veterans in that state